0: Right. Welcome back to World's Strongest Opinions, episode 30 with Tyler Davis, who's, I mean, really, you've kind of taken the under 90 uh, class by storm in the last couple of years, stacking up some uh, incredible wins at OSG, uh, Ultimate Worlds, um, USS Nationals as well. And I know you had a couple of podium finishes at Clash and SEL before that. Uh, welcome to the show, man. It's glad, really great to have you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, re- I really it, appreciate what y'all do too. Uh, helping and also work.
0: cheers, because you're the first person that's hey. going to join me for a drink on on uh, World's Strongest Opinions. I'm always drinking by myself. <laughs> John will get there one day. I don't feel like an alcoholic anymore. He's he's <laughs> on the wagon.
1: I just want a little yeah. drink tonight. night. I mean, that's part of my training program. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm, I'm like kind of a... You know, there's always... You know, I think drinking alcohol immediately after training is probably not so great or before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've actually found, like, if I train in the morning, especially, and I have, like, a drink, especially beer at yeah. night, dude, I, I actually get, like, better sleep. I recover better. I just feel better the next day. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, it's loaded with carbohydrates and minerals and vitamins and a little alcohol helps to, to relax. Everything's, right?
1: everything's good in moderation, you know. Like It helps exactly. really Helps you relieve a little bit of stress. It's good for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, I don't know if y'all knew this, but uh, the first person to have their medal taken away from them at, like, at the Olympics um, for doping was actually uh, alcohol doping. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, look it up. It was, uh, it was a long-distance runner, and uh, he had his family or teammate or, you know, his coach was handing him shots uh, along the route, so it numbed the pain, you know, and he Yeah, won. yeah, yeah. And they said, well, he was doping. They took away the medal. Dude, that's that's so unfortunate. Uh, But I mean, you got to make you got to make an
0: example of somebody. I know my dad worked oil field and went back in the 80s and it was common. Actually, you can see some like the old commercials when they first made driving uh, intoxicated or drinking and driving illegal. And everybody was like, oh, my God, like freedom is over. You know, (laughs) the country's coming apart. But I remember my dad, like he told me the story, like where he worked. Uh, the first, the first person to actually get fired for having alcohol in the company vehicle was the district manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I notice every time if I we done, I've done whiskey and deadlifts a couple of times. Yeah. And every time I've set a PR, but every time um, I always get like uh, blood vessels in my eye burst. You know, I guess because it bends yeah. your blood. And so, like, you know, so my eyes always get those splotches.
0: Sure. Sure. I've never really drank while I lift, but I'm starting um, to get into Highland games, and apparently that's just part of it. Yeah. Uh, I've heard stories of the guys at the very top, like uh, uh, Tyler Spencer. Apparently he gets uh, he gets pretty blitzed by the <laughs> event. So. <Yeah>.
1: Actually, so <laughs> after Chaos, which is in July, I'm going to do – we're going to go around for a couple weeks in England and Scotland and we're going to go see, yeah. I think I'm going to go by the Stoltman's gym, which is like North Scotland. And then just a little bit further North, like all the way North, there's a Highlands game. Uh, and I'm going go yeah. to go to it. They have like foreigners can sign up. you know. So.
0: Yeah. Do like, it, man.
1: Yeah. If, if I'm, if I'm healthy from uh chaos, then I'll, I might look at doing it for fun.
0: Yeah, man. Just go do it for fun. That's like, I did my first one in March. I'd never trained for, any of it. The only thing I knew how to do was throw weight over bar, which I, you know, won. But um I just ate shit on everything else because I had no idea what I was doing. I just showed up. I'm like, see what it's about.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's the way you start, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I heard everybody that's done it that says it's a really fun time too.
0: So. Yeah, man. It's it's good. Good people. Good time. Um, and it's something new, man. I mean. Uh, the United Strongman for 14 and a half years. I'm ready to learn something new. Uh, I'm ready to be a newbie again for a little bit anyway. We'll see. But um, we want to talk about World's Strongest Man. Yeah.
1: You want to do like a little uh, recap of what just happened? <laughs> um, I mean,
0: I think – I mean, everybody's focused on the on the <laughs> uh, dumbbell press, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, that they, they weren't the. You know, if, but if you do, so I did the math on it, uh, it, it he would, he still would have won. I guess Hooper still would have beaten Tom. I think, I think it was like a difference of three points there, or something like that. Yeah, Tom like went by four and a half. I was going to see if it actually made a difference, you know, from first to second. Right. But now if Tom wouldn't have like given up on that shield carry. Right. If he wouldn't so that have given was up on the shield carry, that was a difference of two points.
2: That video
1: one less than Tom would have done one more, and then that dumbbell would have mattered.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, when when Tom did that, I'm just like, that was such a I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, we I think we all kind of have a tendency sometimes to get a little maybe arrogant on occasions. I've done it, right? I think that I'm like I'm just gonna I'm gonna win and I'm doing well, yep. and then it turns out like the guy that you're competing against has a little bit more willpower than you anticipated, right? <laughs> and at that level, you gotta like you always gotta remember, man. Like these guys are all all hungry. You can't you can't just stop short on you know yeah. the hope that you're gonna win and the other guy's gonna drop it. I mean, because I mean, Coop did look like he was going slow, but dude, the willpower to to finish and beat Tom was was incredible. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that sidestep at the end got me. His little side thing right, is he's yeah. just staring clearly at Tom, just like <laughs> was walking sideways and like makes sure to pass him by like a meter yeah. and then just drops it. I was like, I've never seen the real life version of the tortoise and the hare before. Like that was so clearly that, like, that's it.
0: That's I it. Like, I mean, you got to think though that Tom is probably like kicking himself in the ass for that because that I was know. probably a big deciding factor. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that I did, definitely
1: uh, notable. well, my prediction was um, – I was really – I did pretty good on my prediction. I, I went on – there's a guy in Alabama named Chuck Ellison. He came to my jam. We did like a little fun podcast together. He put me on his podcast, and um, he asked me who, who did I think would win. This is before World Strongest Man. And so I picked second and third place right. I said Tom Stoltman will come in second, and I said um, – who's the uh, Nik- Novikov would come in no. third. And uh my first place as well. <laughs> um, I think I did it kind of just because I root for him. Um Mateus Kilikoski. Yeah, I dude really I when he was back. Um, and I thought Hooper if I had to pick a fourth place, I would have probably picked Hooper for fourth. But yeah, I was really hoping Kilikoski was nice, there. man. I got
0: I got two out of three as well. Except for I had Novakov in second and, and Tom I didn't expect to make the podium. Uh, I know people think that's crazy, but I had a lot of hope for uh Trey Mitchell. I think his time's coming. I think he's very capable. I mean he's shown it. He's beaten pretty much that entire field before. So but yeah, um I had hoop for, for first. So I got
1: I got one right. <laughs> yeah. You can't gauge how Tom's gonna do it, world's strongest man, looking at his other competitions leading up. Right. He saves it for World Strongest Man. Like, that's the one he comes out. And, the, and the, I guess the events are kind of in his wheelhouse, too. Like, that's his events. Sure. Yeah.
2: That whole using other big shows as a practice event, though. I'm like, that has to burn some of the athletes who really would love to but be there. that's what happened a little
1: bit to Kielikowski. He gave it all yeah. to Arnold. And he didn't have anything left for World Strongest Man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah, kind of Kiel- training's also I,
2: weird, though.
1: He, it's always been a little weird, though. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, he, he trains heavy as shit. All the yeah. time. My whole point about Kielikowski is I like to say this because people say, well, you know, who's the strongest man who ever lived? And a lot of people pick, like, you know, 2018, probably Thor, half Thor Bjornsson, he kind of achieved probably the highest level of well roundedness strength. But if you look at all the competitions, like when Kielikowski went against Thor, even at his best, if it were just one-on-one, Kielikowski would beat Thor because Kielikowski, like, you would have six events. He would beat Thor on four of them. But, of course, he sucks on deadlift so bad. Yep. Yeah that he ends up losing all those points. So, and then, and then, all these big competitions, they always like to invite really good deadlifters. Of course, you did know, really good deadlifters make it in. And so yeah. it just screws them up. But you know, one-on-one yeah. when Kielikowski was at his best, he could have beaten, I think anybody, um, even the best Thor best Z, I think, I think he really could have been one of the best one-on-one, uh, strength athlete. But.
0: Yeah. So I always wanted to do one-on-one man-on-man competitions would be entertaining in my opinion.
1: Well, I always thought that'd be cool if you had like a, you know, so like Hooper won versus one-on-one against everybody. And he won the normal, you know, overall um, compared to everybody. So it'd be kind of neat if you had like a second champion. Because it's also uh, impressive if you would have beaten everybody in the field one-on-one, you know? Right. You had one weakness that screwed you up. But one-on-one, you would have beaten everybody. And it's not like the highest honor. But maybe there's some kind of like secondary honor you can make, you know. Right.
0: <laughs> yes, like a sub champion. You just need to go and score that and share it with the world and and uh
1: Yeah. See you I can't, that can't long turn long.
0: that into a thing, man. Yeah,
1: it's just kind of interesting. I guess interesting facts.
0: Cuz I mean, you you actually even look at the heat system. I did this at the first clash 21. Uh I was curious after it was all said and done if if the real uh, top 10 made it to the top 10 because in a heat system, you really, you end up, um, you get a, you get somebody into a, uh, an easy heat and they get kind of an easy in, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And so if you score everybody together, it changes things up a little bit. And I know in, in 21, there was at least two people that were 15th or are behind that wouldn't yeah. have made finals, right? So, so it's always interesting to kind of look at uh, like different metrics yeah. of, of these competitions to see how people would really perform in a different uh, format.
1: So w- one of my friends sent me something on that. I think it was, it might have been Daniel Tate, one of my friends. He uh, sent me, I think somebody took all the data and grouped everybody <clears throat> together. And they were, yeah. it would, you know, so if all those heats were all in one group, the top 10 were almost the top 10 that got selected. The only difference right. was, I think instead of Luke Stoltman, it would have been um, Bob uh, Bobby Thompson, maybe. So right. there was, only, there was only one difference. So I think they did a really good job of dividing up heats this year. I mean, I the, the,
0: the cream still rises to the top for the most part, right? But there's yeah, always kind of like some it, outliers in there, depending yeah. on the heat they ended up in.
1: Yeah, Kielikoski, I think that was – if I had to pick which was the toughest heat, that would have been probably the toughest. I think I would pick picked – well, he had Hooper in his heat, of course. So. Right. Yeah, so he had, a, he had a tough heat, too, and he, so he didn't make it.
0: So. It was disappointing to not see him. I had him on the podium. I had him in second place or third
1: place, I think. Place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We had high hope for the Mitchells, Trey Mitchell and yes. the Mitch Hooper.
1: Yeah, and Mitchell's the best. Well, he's, I guess, the best American right now, so you, you kind of want to see American on the podium. and Yeah. Uh, Evan, Evan Singleton's coming up now, it looks like. So I think, what, Trey was fourth and Singleton was fifth. Yep. So American just missed the podium it's crazy we can't find one one man in the united states to be able to make this, you know World strongest man podium. i mean we, we got to take that back man.
0: <laughs> it'll happen again i think um it's about like i said i think trey mitchell is going to be i mean he'll be on the podium soon his day's coming I, I believe in him yeah i mean he's an incredible athlete man he's uh i mean he's proving himself too like i said i mean he's beaten yeah. A lot of the guys in finals already at Shaw Classic in in what was it, 22, 21, 22, whatever it
1: was? Yeah.
0: So well, I mean, he's he's definitely yeah. capable.
1: You know he didn't wear a deadlift suit on the deadlifts there? Crazy. So he, he like picked up a shirt and was like, No suit. And it's like you don't get deducted points for wearing a suit. <laughs> right. Um uh, and uh y'all know who Josh Pinkerton is, don't you? Everybody's yeah. like the, yeah. the I call him the, the, the uh, notorious pink. Uh, <laughs> he was that world's strongest man. He said he asked Trey, like, you know, why did you not wear a suit? And Trey said, real strong men don't wear suits.
0: <laughs> I think Brian Shaw used to be kind yeah. of that of that mind too. He may still, I don't know. Um, yeah. I know he was a big kind of proponent of, of suits there so for a long time as well.
1: I don't like him either. I mean, it's just extra discomfort for me, yeah, but. I uh, agree. But if they allow it, I'm definitely going to wear one.
0: Right? Yeah. It's like grip shirts, man. I hate. I literally, I really absolutely hate grip shirts. Yeah. But if they're allowed, I'm going to wear it because it's a clear advantage.
1: Yeah, I think the first time I ever put on a deadlift suit, I did about 75 pounds over my PR on deadlift. <laughs> first nice. time ever even trying a suit on.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Cause, I mean, I usually get like 5% out of my... Yeah. Something like a over hundred
1: pounds out of a deadlift. So If you use a suit,
0: right. Um, Apparently the, the multiply, uh, metal.
1: Yeah. That's what I have.
0: Whatever it's called. I heard like I, I've heard people getting as much as 12% of their max out of that, which is a lot, man.
1: I think I wouldn't, I mean, I, you can get a hundred pounds. I think it done right. Um, there's a guy at my gym, uh, a Norris who did a lot of OSG masters competitions. Um, mm-hmm. And he has like a, I think a master's record for the 18 inch deadlift. And, um, so he, he and he knows how to use a suit. Like he's real good with the suit. Sure. And so he, he's been in my gym. He, he watches me and help, he's really helped me get the most out of that suit. Um, so that, that's pretty beneficial, but yeah, there's a lot of technique involved, but yeah, it's almost like cheating. Yeah. If you don't wear the suit, you're at a huge disadvantage. If you don't figure out how to use that. Yeah. Anymore. If you don't know how to breathe in it, that's my, that's the hardest thing that I find, especially in the metal
0: metal suits. They just, they don't move. They're so stiff. They're so yeah. rigid that um, if you don't know how to breathe in them, they're just gonna they're gonna eat your lunch.
1: Yeah, well, we can ha- we can wear a suit at Chaos too. The competition I'll be doing in July in England. Um, Let's we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, they'll have a, a that, that, their suits allowed on that axle deadlifts. So yeah. I'll be Go ahead. That's it. That, so I'll be bringing my suit and squeezing into that thing, and it's for reps too. So that's really gonna be uncomfortable. Gross. yeah a
2: suit for reps is really hard like i like a suit for like one rep maybe but yeah. i'm like trying to keep a breath with that whole thing yeah I'm, like especially with the metal jack i had one for a bit we ended up um one of our listeners actually she ended up getting it i mailed it to her as a bonus gift just to see who makes it to the end just a random announcement Nice. Those things are tough though, but especially two at least for me in a suit. The breathing's hard, trying to strap in's hard, like it's just it's unpleasant. So for me, I've just never gotten technical enough to really get a lot out of it.
1: And you got to so, have a you got to have a friend help you get into the thing too and strap you down. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the ultimate strongman, it was me and Mike Ramirez were the two Americans. So right before he'd go, I'd, you know, it's almost like a workout to get him tight enough into his suit. And then he'd get me really tight in my suit for me. That's so, <laughs> like, yeah, you got to have your partner. That's yeah. You know. I is usually- that
2: the black and white picture you sent us?
1: Yeah, Mike Ramirez. You don't pull him up? Yeah. Cool. So, okay, yes, yeah, so that's Mike Ramirez. Um, I think he lives around Boston. We were the only two Americans that went to Ultimate. Um, it was in Paris. is was in Paris this last year in October because it's usually in uh, Ukraine, but because of the war, they moved yeah. it to Paris. And, um, so I won that one. I think Gavin came in third, uh, Gavin McNamee. And so, and Gavin McNamee is going to be at chaos. And then Mike Ramirez, the other American you saw there, um, he's going to be at chaos as well. He qualified uh, via the online qualifier. I think they took like five guys. Yeah.
0: But Gavin's the one that currently is he is there's two Gavins and I, and sometimes okay. I get it mixed up. He's the one that has, uh, the, the current under 90 deadlift record. Correct.
1: I believe so. I think there was another yeah. guy that's kind of going back and forth with them, but I think—sorry um, if I'm wrong—but I think Gavin has the current record. I know it is—it's over like 830 or eight thirty, or it's like yeah. 830, which is Just crazy.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. 100,
1: 198 pounds. deadlifting lifted 840 pounds. Yeah,
0: just insane.
1: Um, and he's super fast on yoke and super fast on farmers carries. So um, he, he'd be. He might be one of my podium picks for chaos. Actually,
2: who are your podium picks? If we pull up the you want to go through. Yeah.
1: So, okay, for for, so uh, to give a little background on this competition for the audience, I guess. uh, uh, Lovelace and um, Luke Davis, they have uh, decided to put together a 90 kilogram show. We have our own show. I think at halftime, there's going to be a world women's world record deadlift.
2: <coughs> for heavyweight
1: women, um, but we have our own show for the 90 kilogram class, and they have really done a good job of convincing kind of all the top 90 kilogram guys in the whole world to come and be a part of this. And I know the prize money is up; I think up to like six thousand, and they're trying to uh, get it higher. So um, these are all the athletes. So a lot of the guys who finished in the top ten at OSG are on here. So you see me at the top, uh, Gavin McNamee. So Gavin, he came in third at Ultimate Strongman, and then he came in third at OSG. So he's coming third twice um, at two big world championships last year. Uh, Dan Benson, he's really good. He uh, won the deadlift at OSG. I think he did like 12 reps with 610 on an axle deadlift. Wow. He's very technically strong on deadlift. Um, Nick O'Hare, uh, like I said, me and Nick O'Hare have become good friends. He's done a lot of international competitions now. Uh, he's he's done, like, Strongman Champions League. He's done Clash. He's done OSG a couple of times. He he tied for first in OSG uh, 2021, 20, but then Nick Myers won and got the gold because Nick Myers beat him on the stones. And so Nick O'Hare had to settle for second. Um and he's 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 really good. Uh, he's gonna be really tough to beat. And a lot of people don't know the next guy. This is Benjamin Makala. I get, I don't know if I said his name right, but um, he's from Croatia. And Benjamin uh, came in second at Ultimate Strongman. He's a young guy, uh, super respectful, super nice, and he's he's built too. Like I was like, how would this guy make weight? He's <laughs> just one of those guys that you look at him. I'm like he's not a 90 kilogram athlete, and he's bigger. He's way bigger than I am, and I've gotten to where I'm not like I look pretty big for my weight class now. Uh, but Benjamin definitely looks big. I think he usually competes at 231, and he's really lean, and he can do the water cut, I guess, to get down, and make weight. Um, he's really strong <laughs> on press. He's uh, pretty good on deadlift. I mean, he's a really well-rounded athlete. Uh, he's gonna be tough. I don't know the. I don't really know the next guy too well. Liam Hale. I don't know him too. Well. Shane Germain, everybody knows him from M, what, MST Systems. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think he used to compete a lot in the 90 kilogram class. If I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> really really good. But he's just kind of focused on coaching and stuff. Uh, he I think he can press like 400 pounds if I'm not mistaken on like a on a log. Extremely good presser. How much did you say? About 400 pounds. Yeah. At, at under 90. Yeah. Holy shit. You, he's a little That's bit of a I think he's going to to cut a little weight. But he, I don't know if he did over 400 at 90 or not. I wouldn't doubt if he did.
0: Yeah, you that can would be. I mean, that would be uh, uh, a world record, I think, yeah, without question.
1: Is, I have no doubt in my mind that a world record 90 kilogram log press is going to happen at this show. Zero doubt.
2: Yeah, it's crazy I mean, the numbers people are You
1: got Shane. And also coming up, you know, you got... Um, where is he at? Uh the uh, Mario Sealed. Mario Stills from Estonia. They call him Super Mario. I competed against him in Finland. He's an extremely good presser as well. You got Tyler Young. Tyler Young, everybody knows him from the 231. Uh, I think he's tried to do 400 several times, just keeps failing it. He enjoys failing at 400, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he may be good yeah, at for yeah. a 380-pound log. I don't know. He's going to have to lose some weight, uh, but he, he's going to do a really impressive log. So I, the record is going to be beaten. So, so
0: the record right now is 167 kilograms or 368 pounds for uh, all you Americans.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that's I think that's gonna be beat. Um, but there's and there's also some <laughs> new guys on this list that are really good. Uh, you got oh Simon Peplinski is a really solid presser. He's solid all around. Uh, Nikola Myers, his Uncle Nick. He's probably yeah, like, Nick's
2: great. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: one of the biggest social media stars on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a uh, me and him are in the uh, he's a fellow world's strongest 90 kilogram man. I think out of everybody on the list. I think just me and Myers have won OSG 90 kilogram, world strongest 90 kilogram man. Because I don't think Nog signed up. And the other one that won would be um, Devin Reese. I think Devin Reese is retired. <laughs> but I'm the oldest. I like, actually, it's a, of all the last four guys that won the 90 kilogram world strongest man, uh, I'm the oldest by a few years. How old are you? I'm 35. Oh, I'll be 30. I'll be 35 at this competition time. I'll turn 35. Nice. Yeah, I'll be 35. See,
0: yeah. so I want to clarify something. You said that um, Mario Silva is from Estonia. I thought he was from Finland.
1: No, nope, he's Estonian. Yeah. Really interesting. He's like a he's like a oh. hero in Finland. You know, he's you know Estonia is just just south yeah. of Finland. Right, and I think the language is very similar
0: too. Maybe that's why, yeah. like, what I look at is uh, I'm looking at his Facebook or his, um, sorry, his uh, Instagram right now, and I don't, I don't know the difference between uh, uh, Finnish and Estonian. Oh yeah, but I, <laughs> but I think they're I think they're very similar. So I always kind of yeah.
1: saw it and was like just assumed that he was. Yeah, you, and was like French. Helsinki, and Helsinki, you can take a ferry just right across over to Estonia and do a day trip right. and take right. a ferry back. Um, but yeah, he, he comes over from Estonia.
0: Interesting. I, yeah, I think because I think, I think in, uh, when we had CJ on, I said he was from Finland, so um, I need to remember that for next time.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, and there's. Let's see, do we have any Finnish guys on here? I don't know if we have any guys necessarily from Finland on here. Um, no, we got Volker Bauer. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce German names very well. Sorry, Volker. The Volker, he's an extremely nice dude. Supportive. Uh, he's German, and he's a great stone lifter. Um, he's a pretty well rounded athlete, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the top ten. Uh, There's just so many good guys. Uh, Derek Owens is a really well rounded athlete. Cameron Peters, I think he just was sick recently. Yeah, um, so he was, make, he was sick make all makeup.
2: week, but he's he's doing all right now. He's just yeah. it's crazy to see he was sick all week and just feeling awful didn't work out all week and then goes back to just yeah. strict pressing 245 pounds on the log just to like ease back into lifting i was yeah. like okay that's always good when you can just strict press something like that just ease cameron back. cameron was
1: in. cameron was really close to me so going into finals at osg i was in first place actually going into the final day and then i ended in first place after the final day um but cameron peters going into the final day was right behind me in second place by just one point um, wow. and he had just a couple, a couple, I guess, events. I think he was in position that if he would have won stones, he would have won OSG. It was kind of like a five way tie basically. Like the top five, whoever won out of that top five was going to win OSG.
2: Yeah. That's a stack class. Like crazy, just looking man. at this list of like,
1: yeah. And, and so, you know, I was trying to get in my head mentally in my head. I was saying, you know, Tyler, this is like, this is the whole reason you do strongman is opportunities like this that you go down to the stones, the quintessential strongman event, five-way tie, you know, this is where you have to put up or shut up. And so, yeah, just luckily I had had like the best, one of the best stone runs of my life just flew through it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Leave it all,
1: I mean, you leave it all out on the floor
0: at that, that event, man. It's the last one. Doesn't matter after that, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, who else we got? Jim Mitchell. Uh, I think he's a strength coach, if I'm not mistaken. He's extremely good, well rounded. Um, he tied me for second at nationals one year, and I beat him in a countback on the precedent. <laughs> and then he came in fourth. <coughs> came in fourth at uh, Clash. Um, so yeah, he's, he's 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 a solid dude. I mean, all these guys are you see one of these things by themselves you say yeah he's a top 10 guy but then you see now they got
2: 40. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> yeah. that trying to like or
1: 33 I'm not sure exactly guess that
2: it. top 10
1: and then I kind of skipped over we got John Hack too so oh, yeah, what do y'all dude. yeah what do you think about John Hack
0: you know? well you know uh I, he's gonna he's gonna win any deadlifts obviously I think <laughs> yeah. um yeah. I mean even you know when we had C.J. Krause on you know C.J. you know said I mean accurately I think you know, pulling on an axle is certainly different than a barbell, but you know the John Hack posts—I don't know what he posted—like seven
2: hundred, 700. It was 775, and he pulled it for like an easy five. You know,
1: honestly, yeah, for like five I, reps, stupid. I don't find much difference between an axle and a barbell, to be honest. Like, I, it's I like stiffer. Yeah, it's, it's stiff, about yeah, it. use that flex, but I like axles because I don't—I never did like traditional powerlifting. So I always love it when it's something different than powerlifting because a lot of guys come from powerlifting, and if you vary it up, I always compete a little bit better. But I kind of sure, like the sure. axle. I like the smoothness of the axle, and I just feel like it slides right up. Yeah, Yeah. I, right. That's I, so I, then when I see they made these new axles that have the neural on it, I'm like, oh, you're ruining the axle.
0: You're the <laughs> axle. But I was like, I, you have to tie onto the axle a little bit tighter, I think. And, uh, man, I always find that, the stiffness is a lot more jarring when you follow the rep down you got an axle for reps uh, yeah that's the only thing i don't like about it but but yeah like i i think Kevin john hack in there is uh is gonna be interesting because he's i mean he's he's an incredibly powerful guy i've been watching his videos and i mean i mean he's picking up the log pretty pretty quickly uh i don't think he's looking too fast on farmers his yoke is okay i mean he's got he's got some work to do i think um I'm interested to see how he does with a, with a group of, well, like veteran competitive strongman competitors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd kind of, I guess the analogy I would make is he's like a lion, you know, he's, he's the best power lifter. Like he's the lion or whatever, but we're kind of throwing him into the ocean with all the great white sharks. (laughs) Exactly. He's not his element, you know, like this. Yeah. Not at all. I can tell by his videos that this still isn't his priority. He's kind of doing this for fun. Yeah. Although I know, like, probably part of him, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a winner. You know, he wants to win everything he does, probably. Sure. But, yeah, we got a bunch of great white sharks on the list. I wouldn't. Um, he wouldn't be my favorite at this point, I guess, because yeah, of no, I don't think
0: so either. Just because, I mean, he's he's still got a lot to learn on. I mean, log. Um, and when nerves actually kick in on the on the competition field, it's going to change that up quite a bit. I think for him, he's got yeah. a lot a lot to gain on speed. He's going to lose points on all of the all the moving events. I I yeah. can just about guarantee.
1: Um, I mean, like so, a three hundred. I mean, a um, two ninety six. So two ninety six pound farmers carry is no longer heavy for most of us on the list. Exactly. Yeah, and we can run exactly, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can run with that. So if it's not heavy for 15 guys on the list and we're running with it, then, and and I, I watch his video, and he seems like he's a little shaky with it. He is shaky. Um, he's going to lose a lot of points. And there's there's a yeah. lot of new events like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think, I think he's got a lot of potential, obviously. I mean, he's, uh, yeah. he's obviously a statically, very, very powerful static lifter. Um, and he's pretty athletic for a, for a power lifter as well, but, Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Strongman is something you just jump into and win your first show or even probably take top 10 in your first show. uh, Not without putting a significant amount of time into training it. I mean, at this level, anyway.
1: Yeah. You have to develop, it's like years of core strength to be able to stabilize when you're carrying something heavy in the front or at the side. And people who don't have that, you'll see them, they'll shape a little bit when they carry it. Yeah. That's why you look at, you know, you look at like, uh, Eddie Hall and Thor they got huge abs. I mean, right. They're just huge cores because you got to have a strong core. Um I've seen guys deadlift a ton of weight and they can have really bitty waist still and still deadlift a ton. But um anyway, but uh, but I'm I'm definitely honored that he is joining the competition. Yeah. And I and I think it's really smart that Luke Davies uh, Luke Davis uh invited him. I'm glad he did. And I think it's good for the sport. Um, to include a top guy like that. So. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I, I think he'll have
2: a good showing. He, <laughs> I mean, the bar's pretty low when you have power. Yeah, he's going to, like, gonna to gonna win all the again. events. I mean,
1: he'd be the one I picked for Deadlift.
2: <laughs> he's yeah. going to win Deadlift. A 900-pound no axle would be amazing. Think,
1: I'm going to say that Dan Benson, I think Dan Benson could give him a run for the money hmm. because it's for reps. Oh, and man. if you watch OSG and watch Dan Benson do his reps, he's just so perfectly like like a rope like a machine just boom, right. like perfect form no energy wasted on each rip.
0: And that's so one I, thing i would say about i mean yeah. uh hack is as powerful as he is and other people have commented this too he does not have a traditional um deadlift form right he's definitely a, a very back dominant puller but the dude can grind through just ridiculous amounts of weight so uh, anything that he lacks in form he makes up in just sheer sheer power
2: alone right yeah it's it's a wild technique to just like so many people have like a real long setup and he just like gets his breath and just goes down legs barely bend and just pulls thank it
0: up. thank god for that because i think uh i yeah. think the poll i haven't checked it recently <laughs> the poll that we posted today on what's more annoying powerlifters 10 minutes setup for one freaking rep <laughs> yeah. weightlifters playing every damn video in a show, uh in slow motion kind of cut off on me i didn't realize that <laughs> Strongman's inability to lock out literally anything kind of poking a little bit of fun at it <laughs> <rap. laughs> and and i think power oh actually uh yeah uh powerlifters ridiculous setup is uh dominating the
2: poll right now with 53% there. On yours, or the <laughs> world's strongest opinion. <laughs> on,
0: on mine, I didn't check the world's strong. Did you post repost the? I, I did the actually poll repost
2: too? the poll too because oh. like well, the polls have been doing well for us recently. A lot of a surprising amount of people said that Evan Singleton's rep was locked out on the dumbbell. That was shocking. I can. I mean, his and, his, and his like arm was straight. His arm was
0: straight. I, I mean, but that's not yeah. a lockout. I mean, he was. Um, you know, and it's nothing against Evan, obviously. Like it's, uh, or the athletes, they. Um, sorry, I just pulled up the world Strong's opinions, and actually, men's inability to lock out literally anything is winning on on, <laughs> on the uh, uh, on the official Instagram. Right. I, we, yeah,
1: well, we got we got to back up just a second because we're so, being rude. we're being rude. Uh, we didn't mention CJ Kraus, uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh
0: right. Krause. <laughs> what did you
1: call him? Mickey Mouse Krauss. That's Mickey on. Mouse Kraus. i I think of these things while I'm driving. So he went on and said he's gonna kick my ass. And I like, I like, I like CJ. He's an ambitious little asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a good dude. He's he's making it fun for me, actually. Anyways, so I, I'm thinking of um well now, so I'm gonna do a wager with him. So if he beats me at chaos. I'll put on my Instagram bio, sling by, what is it call himself, the Giant Slayer. Yeah. Now, if I beat him, though, he's got to put um, destroyed by the Alabama Hammer. I think for the Alabama month, Hammer. Alabama yeah. Hammer. Yeah. So for the <laughs> that, month, that is amazing. month of August, go check his bio, and you're going to see you know, destroyed by the Alabama hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so we need, we need a, this. Confirmed this bit, right.
0: We need this. We need this confirmed on air between, <laughs> yeah. between Tyler and CJ that, uh, I do
1: like that. He thinks he's going to beat me.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's got, dude, he has no lack of confidence. I'll give yeah. him that. Um, and he's a great competitor, man. The dude's, uh, He's got a, I think he's still got a lot of time left in him in a, in a great future, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounds like, uh, I listened to his uh, interview he did with y'all, he's, I think he's got a real good view on how to grow the sport, and it uh, seemed like he's worked really hard for everything he's gotten, um, so that's, that's something to be admired if I want to say something nice about him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey. But we need the challenge confirmed, man. That's uh, true. Because yeah. this is uh
2: gauntlet's been thrown down. Well, yeah, yeah, been thrown down. Y'all just, y'all, just
1: post, y'all just post my challenge there. If you need me to restate it for him, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> this is this is the clip you cut, John, for the the promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: thirty-six. We we're, the the
0: we're thirty-five. I think we started at thirty-five minutes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Mark that down.
2: Yeah. I'll mark it down. No, I think, yeah, I like, I like the rivalry. I think that's good to like help promote the shows and stuff. Like, I think it makes a big difference.
1: I think these ideas I'm just riding to and from work. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Just brainstorming. Mickey Mouse Krause is great though.
1: Um, (laughs) Maybe, maybe come up with a nickname for Davis.
0: He and I are, he and I are doing the, uh, (laughs) U64 women, uh, World Championship, the PSL. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do it on there, oh, But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna
1: you know what? I I, I really hope he comes in second place, and I look down at him. You know, because like second place is the worst place <laughs> to finish. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like one time at a competition, I feel like I was kind of an asshole. A guy came up, and he had he come in second place. He's like, man? I came in second place and. I was like, man, I'm sorry you just missed it, you know. And he was, like, really happy he made it to second because he wasn't expecting to make it, you know. And I'm like, right. in my mind is, I guess second place is okay if you kind of a distant second place, you know. But I've come in second <clears throat> place uh, at Nationals twice in a row before I finally won Nationals. Yeah. And it just drives you like, man. Like, you look back and see, like, little bitty mistakes you made and you could have you made. It's aggravating.
0: Yeah, when it happens once, it's like, Man, I'm gonna do better next time. When it happens again and or again, like because I've been in the yeah. same place. Like I took second at at multiple uh, platinum pluses back in the day when they gave pro cards. And like, dude, I feel it, man. It's just it's the most yeah. uh, frustrating thing ever. Because like you said, it's like one rep. If I would have got one more rep on the lock, I would have won.
1: Yeah, yeah. I went back, and so I came in ninth. The worst I've ever done in a competition was I've always made podium and everything I've ever done except osg 2021 i made finals but i came in ninth overall but then i went back and i reviewed things and i was like i had the lockout on the deadlift like right at the knees if i just would have gone over the knees like i'm really stronger over the knees so like that much higher it would have been like eight more points
0: yeah. and then
1: if i would when i first threw the bag uh, like i looked at the video it was like it didn't go over by that much and I, I threw it over on the second attempt but if i would have made it on that first one it was like eight more points yeah. And then I, I like one log I almost locked out. And so I saw all these things and I looked and I was like, I would have won the overall competition by <coughs> margin. So a lot of people. That's do, the thing you know, with
0: like those big fields of competitors, though, is that yeah. things get stirred up so much on like little tiny margins. Yeah. One rep, 10th of a second.
1: So, well, so really only only me and my coach knew how close I was to winning. <clears throat> And so people weren't expecting coming by the next year. They weren't seeing me, you know. Oh, here's the dark course. I was guess I was the dark course, but um but is I ended this is your coach? Went, yeah, so there's a there's a coach Jackio. So he's pretty cool. He's um yeah, he's he's like a – he's hardcore uh pagan, uh Viking weird. He he's no So non-stop. when you
0: say pagan you and you Viking, so uh and I just want sorry to, to interject yeah, here. Really neat. initially when I saw a pagan, I'm thinking like, like Wiccan, like,
1: no. So they, so like it's called heathen. I guess it's a heathen religion. That's uh, like old Norse religions, you know? Okay. So nice. that's, that's his religion is, and it's a uh, really neat, I went to one of the moots at his house before They got like an altar. He's, he's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, it's really all about like family and, um, tribalism, you know, and, he, right. and if you, yeah. if he takes, you know, it's, but he's very, uh, loyal, um, and he works his ass off to make sure I'm as strong as I can possibly be. And I was the only person he coached for, I think, yeah, he took me to a world champion, winning in OSG in under four years from when I started. Nice. And I was the only, only person that he coached. And, uh, so he devoted all that time and energy, making sure learning what made me stronger. So now he's saying no. after I won, there's, he's been hit up by a few people, you know, Hey, I want you to coach me too. So <laughs> get my coupons, Nice.
0: Well well deserved
1: for him for
0: sure. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Like uh yeah, the whole Norse thing is is pretty cool. Like the reason that I brought it up because I was like Wiccan, like I had a totally different like image in my head. Like Yeah, like like goth and like long trench coats and shit. So yeah. <laughs> like and I, Odinism, Odinism's cool, man. I'm done with that
1: i'm catholic so that's why i got like all the demons and stuff in my Lego. You know? there you Stop. go
2: <laughs> and you did stuff. send us your demon stones oh
1: yeah These uh, are nice. yeah that's a cool um yeah so those um were made by will development will ramirez and um he makes the stones for osg and those have been extremely controversial believe it or not my poor demon <laughs> Extremely controversial. Osmodeus is, that was like the demon of lust. Mammon's the demon of greed. Leviathan is the demon of envy. And yeah. So why are they, what was controversial about him? My balls are too small. (laughs) 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 Because you you said they're five
2: inches, right? Yeah. 19.5. Um, what are the weights for them? Yeah, that's so the crazy you, part. Though. If you,
1: if you, yeah. So, okay. The first one is modius. That's 425. <clears throat> Um Mammon is 470. Leviathan is 450. Oh, wow. So wow. I designed these to fit my body um, because before there was no, there was no standard set for the world record for an Atlas stone over bar, as far as dimensions go on the stone. Like, if you go back and look at him, you know, I think Nog has the record. Well, he didn't measure around the stone. He didn't post, you know, exactly what, he didn't prove what the stone dimensions are. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I can, I'm going to smash that record and I'm going to design a stone that's perfectly my size. (laughs) And and I didn't want to, I wasn't going to go from 440 to 442. I wanted to go to 500, you know, and um, I've actually done the 450, no problem. I did the 450. Um, but yeah, they're 19 and a half inches diameter or circumference, sorry, 19 and a half inches. No diameter. Yeah. Diameter. That'd be diameter. Yeah. 19 and a half inches diameter. And, um, right. circumference. Diameter. I'm getting it all mixed up. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's diameter. Yeah. He, his was, um, his was 21.75. So, so like, yeah, we've so we had this conversation
0: and we've had it with Luke Davies, in fact.
1: Yeah. He's and we've <laughs> we
0: talked about uh, creating and I still would like to tackle this of having some sort of charter of standards for strongman yeah. um, because the things exactly like this, that, you know, um, I'm a firm believer that. So there's got to be a standard so that we have a bar set. Right. So that that because we don't want to continue um, making it harder and harder and harder just by diameter alone. Yeah. Um, So there's got to be some sort of diameter um, set, but I am kind of like a, I am in favor of whatever the current record is, is on, you should set it on the same thing. And it's like the same with an axle. If the axle world record is set on a, on a um, non-rotational bar, right. You should set it on the same kind of bar because it's easier with, when the plates rotate. But once it's done, like, we need to like have a standard that says like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, maybe this is, this is the progression in weight on us Atlas stone before the diamond has to get bigger because there's, there's obviously a limiting factor in how much yeah. you well, lead, you know, have, lead you can put inside of it. But
1: yeah, mine, mine are more lead than stone actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the thing, right? Eventually you can't, you're just going to have a lead ingot.
1: Yeah. Right? If, I go, if I go any heavier than 470, I have to go up an inch. Mike told me, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Will. Will uh, Will told me that I have to go up there at least. Um, yeah. So I I agree with that, you know. But there was no standards. Um, And for me, I wish, I wish he would have. It's kind of like for the audience, though. Do they like my stone looks just like the twenty-one inch? It doesn't look much different. And for me, like when you're putting on a show, I want to lift as much weight as possible. I wanted to like do a five hundred pound stone, you know. And it's still hard as hell. It's not like it's easy. Uh, so five, like, I mean, 500 pounds is 500 pounds. I mean, yeah, but, I mean there's, and, and it's easier for me because of my size. You know, I got a five foot nine wingspan.
0: So, so there is the argument. Uh, sorry, John. I know you, I know you got something to say. Yeah. I just want to make one more point. There is the argument that the, uh, the Basque stones, they, they are all made specific to the lifter. So there is yeah. an argument out there for doing what you're, what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, I mean, I like 20 inch, I like 19 inch. Uh, 21 inch isn't too bad. 22 inch is really uncomfortable. Like we're oh, yeah. stone, it's, 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 the, uh, it's the diameter going down. So when I go to load it over the bar, I have to like really arch my back and get it in a very uncomfortable position in order to get that yeah. bottom up over the sure. bar. The bigger stones to me are actually easier to pick off the ground, like to pick it and roll it in. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's higher up off the ground. So, sure. to, so, I don't have to lift the ass high and I, and I can go around it, and I can roll it right in. But the load is harder. So my that's my, my little stones—that's because all
0: the weights, the weights further away from your sand.
1: yeah, and that makes it harder too. But my little stones are hard as hell to, to pull in. But once I pull it in, I can load it. That's you know? so right. That's the thing.
2: So someone actually—I don't know who's in control of this thing—but there is a page someone started the, the weightlist dot org. That they're gonna start putting standards and everything. Yeah, and I think this
1: is brand new. My yeah, son- this
2: is a brand new thing. They commented on, on one of our things recently, and I was intrigued. Yeah, they should by call this
1: the Tyler Davis rule.
2: Yeah, and they have the verified thing <laughs> that like they realize a little tag yeah. when it's actually verified because dis- despite what some people will say, Half Thor's say the- Half Thor's record was verified.
0: It's the single most verified deadlift ever done period
2: yeah yeah like like there was no way you could really contest anything about it i mean i mean just other than the contest
0: i mean but even that i mean it's still it's the most verified deadlift ever done period and to contest it otherwise is just being a jackass
2: <laughs> what was it? The Colin Bryce kept saying he was like, Well, Half Thor did do 501 kilos. It was not in competition, so we are trying to break Eddie's record. I was like, oh my God. Colin, there that's a, a whole thing baby. of itself, though. It was
0: also done on on Eddie's bar, his weights at the at the rate he wanted to do it, the first event. <laughs> There was no difference to me. But well, whatever. well
1: and, but honestly, it looked like Thor could have done 10 more kilograms too. Yeah. <laughs> he could the,
2: that that burns me really bad. I can't I can't think about that too much because but it think, just yeah. It,
1: but you look at it though,
0: and and everything that happened afterwards, you gotta believe that Thor did it just to rub it into Eddie's face. Well right. that's why, Only that's why by he one kilo.
1: That's why he didn't go for the next jump, because he didn't want to injure himself before he made his million dollars from boxing
2: exactly yeah. and he does want to come back i think i i think he probably could if he like really like back yeah, to really. five yeah he'll
0: heal he'll heal from that um he's alluded though that he wants to break some of his old world records now he's already done the weight for height yeah um and i assumed when he said that it meant the deadlift too so mm-hmm. i mean yeah. he's been training heavy he's been you know back in in a, on a big strength cycle and i mean he's bouncing back quickly yeah, yeah aside from the torn pack, but you know, I mean, I don't know why he's benching.
2: Bench press sucks. It's because he's trying to take uh, Dan Bell's powerlifting mm-hmm. record. He wants to set oh, some f- like world record oh, walls. I missed
0: that.
1: That's yeah. why you never have bench press and strongman Cause it's so boring. I mean, just, it's boring, just it's, boring and it's, <laughs> it's boring and it tears packs. I mean, yeah, it's just for the amount of entertainment you get, for the amount of people that get hurt, it's not worth it, you
2: know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: not, yeah. It's much more exciting to see their face and pick over their head like this.
2: Yeah. Someday we'll have to have the deadliest lift competition where it'll be max tire flip, max bench, <laughs> and max zerter from the floor. <laughs> Everything <laughs> that will tear your
0: biceps.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was a little, I wish they wouldn't have done that. I mean, there were some good guys that got hurt at the last clash with the tire flips. I hate to mm-hmm. be out for a whole year, but I know it tire was been in a lot of competitions, though. Yeah. It was a light tire though too so and it was the right kind of tire i think that it was the, the right, right kind of tire,
0: tire. Yeah. so yeah. you can't like i don't know um i mean there's always a risk every time you go into competition right you're assuming okay. some risk um and you're and you're taking responsibility for for it yourself right outside of negligence of the promoter or the organizer but um yeah, if you're not ready, man, your mobility is not in place. You're not training tire, you know, setting that back and in, in um, you know, getting your form dialed in. I mean, tires yeah. can
1: Set pop up. biceps,
0: man. If you're if you're trying to curl the thing or deadlift it, dude,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the way you tear biceps, man. And I think that's yeah. kind of you know talking to Tyler Perdue, That's sort of what was was happening. A lot of guys were taking a narrow grip and deadlifting it up instead of yeah. getting getting wide and pushing into it right as you should be doing with the tires so yeah hopefully that's a, a good lesson for you know I mean it sucks a shitty lesson but I mean mm-hmm. bicep tears are not the worst injury I don't recommend yeah. it but it's not the worst injury in the world it's very very recoverable
2: yeah yeah well that we got- tear just seems rough though looking at that pec tear I was like Ugh. oh yeah I'm sure that fucking I'm like yeah it's just yeah, I and I don't know. I feel like Dan Bell actually is like a world-class powerlifter. lifter. And Dude, like I, I feel like it's a weird record to chase. Like, I'd rather see him come back. But I really do, because he at least half their talk about 520 as like it might have been a possibility and like made his whole bet with like Twitch and everything. So I think he's going to come back, and I think he could be 505. Because <coughs> so far, I don't see anyone else coming close to 505 yet. I don't know. I've been watching some of them. And it's just doesn't seem yeah. to be there right now and stuff. Dude, I don't know.
0: So um I'm looking over kind of some of the notes we got here. And we're getting on to 52 minutes. You got to tell us about this crazy uh, <laughs> mushroom trip that you had
1: last <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: completely
1: Completely legal. It's not on drug test or anything. Actually, I don't think that is a, a drug test for work. But
0: I don't think that. I've never heard of it being tested
1: for it seems like it's kind of like the fad thing you know because like joe rogan's been real into it and all that (laughs) i don't know um so i got some some interesting stuff and i you know tried it and um i guess it like just it's because other people took the same amount and some people i guess are just more sensitive to it or maybe get more of a um, more of an impact to them but yeah um it was uh it was pretty wild uh I didn't, I never knew about like the third eye opening up and stuff like that. Like I had a sensation coming out of my forehead, <clears throat> and like these three gray figures, like one of them touched me on the forehead and it was like, just this like crazy, like really good feeling, like just coming right out of my forehead. And, um, that was, it was, yeah, that was like last year. And when you do that, you think about things that you kind of care about and things you're passionate about. And it's like, re, it rewires your brain a little bit. And there's been a lot of studies on that. um, It helps people with like depression and things like that.
0: Microdosing, man, they, there's, there's research that suggests that a microdosing psilocybin cures incurable depression.
1: Yeah. um, So I think it's a good thing. So I I like to mention it because I think it could really help people actually. And I hope it grows Uh, as far as I think top high performing people are people that have a lot of stress and high performers, it's really good for them. Like, it kind of like it feels like you just uncrinkle the brain. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but a, I had a chain of wins. I just kept winning after that. Dude, that's <laughs> <there> <laughs> it is man. Maybe.
0: Uh, maybe everybody. Maybe everybody maybe
1: everybody you need <laughs> to go <laughs> on another another mushroom trip. Before <laughs> like chaos. <I> <laughs> But I don't, don't do it at the competitions. Okay, guys? Don't do it at the competitions. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to feel like Uh, you're in a spaceship when you're in a yoke, you know? (laughs) That's funny, man. It's been a
0: long time since I've eaten mushrooms, but Mm -hmm. um, I I always felt like I shrank into the floor and it became like really, really small. So like, it it was either I shrank or the world just blew up, right? And got huge and everything was huge. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine, I mean, I, I, I could imagine getting under a yoke on shrooms and just feeling like <laughs> being just pulverized.
1: I mine mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was like, I'd close my eyes and it's just, I'm on a journey, like I'm in another universe. And it was like, yeah. you realize, I guess it puts everything into perspective. And it was very – yeah, it's kind of like a bucket list thing if somebody hasn't really done something like that. Yeah,
0: and it's safe. And it's safe. Like, you kind of – dude, I I don't – there's there's obviously uh, uh, a lethal dose of everything. But I think it's a massive amount of mushrooms. Like, you're not going to die. The trip isn't going to fuck you up. Like, it's a clean – come down like i like back in my early days man i experienced with with a lot of drugs like a lot of people don't know that about me i partied like a a rock star in my late teens and early 20s especially Uh, let's
1: share your mobile story later
0: oh uh, (laughs) (laughs) did i tell you about the mobile story (laughs) oh man that's all that's not not it's funny, but it's not good. This is not like a good scenario. I'm from Mobile, probably lucky I'm alive. Honestly,
1: I'm from Mobile, Alabama, and uh, Darren loves Mobile.
0: Alabama. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah.
0: I'll never forget Perry, man. Perry Thank saved you. my life.
1: <laughs> uh. when I first met, I met, Darren in, uh, I met Darren in Finland, and he's like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Mobile, Alabama." He's like, I fucking hate Mobile. <laughs> I was like really that's like most people don't even know where it's at. Like I never had somebody be so like opinionated about Mobile. Dude,
0: <laughs> I yeah, I had a really bad trip on Dauphin Street on Halloween night. On it was like on the weekend that so like the Mardi Gras was going on. I think it was the last night of Mardi Gras, right? On Halloween.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, bad, bad, bad <laughs> night, man. <You>
1: know, night. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna get, you're, gonna be, you're gonna be direct messaging. I want to hear more about this story.
0: Yeah, no, it turned out okay, but uh, I would never want to repeat it. I'm lucky I'm <laughs> alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, yeah, like I, mushrooms are good, man. I, I they, they, decriminalized them here in uh, in yeah. Denver area, Colorado. I think in general, I don't know Denver County, but yeah,
1: yeah. Can, a lot of places are just legal, now. Especially
0: yeah. get to order and get anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Just don't, just don't go and pick them wild because uh, there's a lot of poisonous mushrooms out there. Do not, yeah, don't go, go and trust yourself. It takes many, many years to uh, to know what you're eating. Like I actually want to go and do like some legitimate mushroom hunting out here. Um, there's a few that are obviously like you can never. Uh, mists uh uh identify like a morel mushroom right uh, there's no poisonous uh look-alikes but yeah. there are a lot of like brutally poisonous mushrooms that grow in the wild that will kill you very quickly
2: it's the second time on the show we've had to warn people about mushrooms don't pick <laughs> be <laughs> very, very careful
1: that's
2: it. <laughs> not something yeah. forage for yourself but no you said that set off a good series of wins though so that's really good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, one another thing I like to do is at the beginning of the year, um, kind of the, I guess the off season, kind of early spring, because all my big competitions seem like they really go into the fall. Like OSG is always in the winter or, or late fall. Um, but I like to compete in heavyweight, actually, like local heavyweight shows, and I did. So I did a two twenty. I think there were like ten guys in my class. That's upper middleweight for USS. I won that, I got qualified for nationals. Then I did a heavyweight show that had 25 heavyweights. I think I was the third lightest out of everybody, and I I won that, and that one had some money too. I got a little money.
0: Nice. Um, I won
1: nationals, I won USS nationals, and then we did clash. I got sick after nationals, actually. A lot of people got COVID after 2021, 2022 nationals, USS nationals.
0: That's why I didn't go to OSG
1: last year. 700 people. Oh, did you have it? Did you have uh, COVID during that time?
0: I, I did. So I was supposed to fly out the Tuesday before, like late that night. I started getting sick Monday and woke up sicker Tuesday when got uh, a test sick uh, positive. Decided, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, man, I don't know how bad it's going to be. Maybe I could just go and see how it goes. But I'm staying with a friend and his family, and I'm like, I don't want to make sickness yeah. there, and I want to get athletes sick, so. Yeah, it was a bummer, man. I was ready and um it was the right choice.
1: It was the right decision. It was a, it was a fun they, they they really pulled it off with the hurricane and everything. They did a good yeah. job. Um but uh so I did clash. Um but yeah, three weeks leading up and then I had a couple weeks, I finally got better. I got to where like I couldn't even do the frame carry and training because it like my joints hurt. Um <laughs> I ended up winning the frame carry at Clash, though. I, I just nice. like this feels good. I'm I'm healthy, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to say that really prevented me from winning because uh, it was against CJ Pierce. Came in first, Nick O'Hare came <clears throat> in second. Nice. A lot of people might not know this. Like I would have, if it weren't for CJ Pierce and Nick O'Hare, I would have two more national championships, <laughs> and I would have a first place at Clash. If it weren't for just those two guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, they I guys, mean, that's they, good. You got to have somebody to beat, right? And you got to have a competition yeah. to get you better. Yeah. yeah. You but see then, we went you-
1: on, then we went on, we won ultimate in Paris. And then that was the first world championship. And then the ultimate prize, which uh, my son, my son stacked up a lot of my trophies for me. Here nice. Before my interview, uh, before the podcast. But yeah, here's the, this is the ultimate prize for weight class. This nice. is the form to win. OSG. Um, Cause they're affiliated with world's strongest man. That's, you know, they got the title of World strongest 90 kilogram man. So that's kind of like the pinnacle. I was like, and what's really weird is I, I got kind of, I guess I had like a little depression a little bit after winning it because it's kind of like, I was so focused for years to get that. And then you get it and you kind of become lost for a little bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <You're kinda> like, <laughs> All right. I got to figure out what my next goal is. So now my next goal is to win it again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is yeah. it going to be back in Paris this year?
0: Um, oh, with well, this one. Oh, is, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you were talking about OSG. I was, OSG, I was yeah. thinking OSC about is, Ultimate, but. OSG is in West Virginia, you know. Yeah, it's going to be West Virginia. But what about nice. Ultimate? Is yeah. it
1: going to be back in Paris this year? I think it is. but Well, well Ukraine still, you know, how it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything posted about it for the 90-kilogram class. They've been having some things, I think, posted for 105. It's like some kind of team competition, maybe. But I haven't seen that. Right. Particular. This competition should be in October or something. Right, so I haven't right. seen that yet. Um, but uh, yeah, but then so then I won. And I told you earlier that you know I thought I was a lot closer because I came in ninth, but really I was a lot closer <laughs> than people may realize in ninth place. And um when I and when I won this last year, I was on the podium and uh yeah, I think Nick Myers was supposed to win. Either him or Nog, you know, because Nog it was finally you know, Nog took off a year and then came back. Right. But he won he won like almost all events but the deadlift, I think. And he, won, he, like, swept everything else. So I was going against the two previous champions. <clears throat> um, and so Lynn, Lynn Morehouse walks over and gives me the trophy. I'm up on the podium. And he's like, where did you come from? And, <laughs> and he says, I'll be honest. He's like, I didn't expect this. <laughs> and I was like, you?" Uh-huh. now you know me. Now,
0: you? <laughs> you know me. Yeah. That's funny because um, – the first time i ever saw lynn i'm like it was at class 21 um because i've like so this is a weird thing i've qualified for osg like i think every year it's ever <laughs> been and i've never made it for freaking various reasons so i've That's never
1: qualified for osg it's hard
0: now to qualify dude last year was stupid stupid competitive um but I've qualified for it basically every year and just like one thing after another. I mean, just like getting sick this year, like right on like when I'm supposed to leave. Um, But anyway, I saw Lynn and I can't remember exactly what, what happened was, but, but I was just like, I don't know who you are. And he looked at me. He's like, how do you not know who I am? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I've never seen you before. (laughs) So, so I kind of getting back to like him being, saying that to you, I'm like, uh, maybe that's a little, Maybe that'll be a little, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, uh, yeah. a yeah. little, little consolation or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so
0: I'm glad you Not everybody me. knows who Lynn is
1: either. Yeah, <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> yeah I have to tell him that next time. Hey, hey next, next year, if I win it again, or this year, if I win it again in December, uh, when he comes to give me the trophy, I'll say, good to see you again. <laughs> you should say, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> no, man, I was last week. <laughs> yeah, but he, he does he does a really good job though. Dude, uh, he did. I'm very yeah, I'm very grateful that they have that competition. That's
0: yeah.
2: It's gonna be it, a good year. Gotta,
1: in weight class strong man, you gotta have what's the pinnacle, you know, what's the super bowl. And do you and, think OSG is that? Yeah, would, OSG true. is the hardest competition I've ever done. Uh in many ways, I guess, but you it how so. My class we had forty three guys from eighteen different countries. Yeah. Where are you going to find a competition that has forty three guys from eighteen different countries for a ninety kilogram class? Chaos is mm-hmm. close. Like chaos is kind of a one off. Maybe maybe they'll get to do it again and again, mm-hmm. but still they don't have forty three from eighteen different countries. Yeah. You know? And right. we had we had the two previous winners. We had we had just about everybody there. C J Pierce was, was probably and we didn't have, like, a Mario Sealed from Estonia. You know, Some of, those, some of the Europeans don't come all the way over to America. I
0: guess. Right. Well, the last couple of years has been hard for them to even get in because of COVID.
1: Yep. Because
0: the United States had stricter rules for entry than Europe did.
1: Yeah. So you got yeah, – and then we got the Pro Strongman League. Looks like that's – they got some really big ideas for that, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, Tyler Perdue has messaged me. Uh, I know they have a 90-kilograms. <laughs> Class is going to be late September, like September 30th, right? Something like that. So I'll look into that. Um, they haven't released the events or anything. And yet. that's in Virginia too, right? Is that where that is? Or um, I feel like that's what he said? Yeah, Virginia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Virginia. So that, that should be a good show. I think. Uh, I think CJ Pierce plans on doing that one. So eventually, nice. before, before I quit strongman, I have to beat C.J. Pierce at least once.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go. He's very elusive.
1: He beat me twice now. <clears throat> he's one of the few that I haven't ever beaten. You know? He's just an amazing, amazing athlete, and he's super. He's super uh, humble and nice too. So you can't hate him. Yeah. Um, he's very. I think you're gonna
0: tend to find that though with a lot of a lot of uh, guys that win, um, especially. I mean, any of the top competitors typically are pretty humble yeah,
1: they and, a confidence and,
0: and good people. Right. I mean, kind of comes with the territory sometimes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think you have yeah. to Of like Mitch Hooper seems super nice and everything. Yeah. So far.
1: Yeah. Didn't Colin Bryce call him the brain. He's just like, he's also, I guess, really smart with his, the way he programs or the way he thinks about events and stuff.
2: Yeah, right. like he's very much kind, a he's not quite like a technician in the way that like is, but he's like very strategic and stuff yeah. like, and he's just like, has that grit, that determination. Yeah. Like That's what I do. I takes.
1: mean, before I, go to, before I go to a competition, I got like a whole list I make of all these little things I have to do in order to, you know, present my, I think of it kind of like I'm in a video game and you're leveling up a character, you know, you gotta get the right armor, you gotta get the right this yeah. and that. Because you check
0: you checklist before you take off yeah. before we fly out yeah,
1: yeah i do i do I'm, I'm a big checklist person
0: yeah me too me too we're, we're we're kind of a rare breed by from what i've been finding because i ask everybody that not very many people checklist and i'm like really why would that's like to me like i didn't i didn't used to until i forgot like my pair of like uh, my my shoes that i wear for mobile events for yoke or something like that and i'm scrambling yeah. to try to find another pair Ever since then, I've been uh, I've been a big checklister, man, and I like check twice, maybe sometimes three times. Yeah.
1: Man, I, every time you know every tiny thing that helps you, they all add up if you do a bunch of tiny things. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, I, so like, I'll, I'll write down sleep. How am I going to get better sleep and rest? And then I'll have I'll think of everything I can possibly think of that will give me better sleep. Like uh, bringing earplugs for hotel rooms for sure. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, for sure. Like
1: I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night before a competition because there's some kids screaming down the hall. <laughs> um, so, like little things like that. And if you don't write those things down, you're going to forget to bring your earplugs. You know, so you always make notes.
0: Yeah, dude. So, that's things to think about. Like when you have it checked off, you can feel confident that it's something that you've done and you don't need to be worrying about it the whole whole way out.
2: Cause that anxiety too, with traveling can really mess with you. Yeah, with. Like man. if you're not planning it well, like, cause I perpetually forget. We have like <laughs> the, the Manta sleep mask that they're like the nice padded ones. Oh, that have like the tone really around your eyes. So it's like not up against your eyes, like the cheap silk ones. And every yeah. time I forget it and at the hotel, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it never feels dark enough. You can hear things. So now I just religiously I'm like earplugs, sleep mask, like,
1: yeah. I got, I got one of those for, um, my winnings for uh osg <laughs> that was yeah. in my sure. uh, yeah my swag bag of like winnings for winning first place i had uh, one of them was the mantha sleep mask that's awesome <laughs> like, man they
2: should sponsor, <laughs> that, be a should dope sponsor. sponsor.
1: <laughs> at first i was just gonna give it to the wife and then i looked at it and i'm like hey, this is pretty nice actually
2: <laughs> yeah so we I'm just got the, the new ones them. that were like nice and breathable but they are surprisingly expensive. They were like seventy dollars a piece or something. Damn! But it's worthwhile. Like they're cool and breathing, and like it, you yeah. don't feel it when you're sleeping. Wow. I spent on a lot
1: more money than I thought. <laughs> <you. That's> awesome.
2: <laughs> but those sleep masks, please sponsor us. Please we sponsor
0: us. Them. We just need some sponsors.
2: Right? Oh, we do. We need some sponsors <laughs> so we can just like sponsor. Are us. you sponsored? Yeah. Do you have any like any cash sponsors,
0: Tyler? I mean, no, well, I've that's something you want to talk about, you. but.
1: Yeah, I don't have any sponsors, so anybody wants to sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I put, cool.
1: you, I put your name on my shorts, you know? Right dude. across the dude. Yeah, you
0: can wear your shorts. Like it's the one <laughs> item that like you can wear at every show because you don't have to wear a competition shirt. Yeah,
1: year. usually usually uh you get to wear your own shorts and then um I think only, I've only done one competition where they provided shorts and that was in Finland, remember?
0: Yeah, they do that every <laughs> every show, yeah.
1: Huh. and then um, you can also i like to wear headbands too yeah because because uh, i don't know it just kind of gets me um i guess it just keeps sweat out of my eyes and and uh i usually i usually so you could put like a name on a headband yeah yeah
2: we could um, talk to andrew credo <laughs> see if we can get some wso shorts and headbands
1: because
2: yeah. <laughs> i didn't well, think about that that's perfect for like nationals and things like that <clears> because it was fun
1: winning, winning osg too like i have no sponsorship I have a coach who's never coached any other strongman and really like just a complete outsider, you know. I had like It's work it, man. It's working like 600, 600 followers. It's you know? <laughs> <I'm laughs> like 1600 now. I've been pretty good.
2: Yeah. No, you've done real well for yourself just like looking at your track record and everything like it's crazy how many shows you've done and just how you yeah. doing.
1: One thing people cannot say about me is like I will definitely go to wherever the hardest 90 kilogram show is. In in the world, like if there's a if I think it's like a top nine, I'm there. I don't think <coughs> probably, nobody. I don't think has done it to that extent that I have. Um, so Nicole, you do it, man. Ramirez done pretty good. Yeah, He'll, he's traveled a little bit, and um yeah, and also uh Ramirez, uh, Ramirez, he he's done pretty good.
2: I think it helps make you well-rounded getting to see everyone and seeing the other side of things, like being able to compete with non-optimal conditions, like not your home turf makes it easier.
1: Yeah. And I have to do water cuts too. Um, like last year I did, I did four around 19 pound water cuts where I lost 19 <laughs> pounds in five days. I did you did that over that time. period of time? I did four in five months.
0: But I mean, when you do it, like I'm always curious, like how people do water cuts. Like I'm a big fan of doing it all in a in less than a 24 hour period if I can, just because it's less stress. But you said you do it over a five day period. Yes, yeah, so I'll start. It...
1: Doing, I'll, I'll start doing a water load. Okay. Um, so I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. drink. Yeah, I will drink like a couple gallons of water. Drink a couple gallons of water. Then do away with carbs. Then do away with salt. That hormone's going to make you expel water. So you get that little window. And yeah, then yeah. I'll, I'll cut the water away, and usually I'll lose just from that little yeah. diet. It gives me like an eight pound head start. Sure. I'll, I'll lose eight pounds from that. And then after that, a lot of times I do sauna, hot bass.
0: Yeah. I so I you collect. cut, but you cut the water like 24 hours out.
1: Yeah. I don't actually no. get down to 198. I'm, I'm 198 for like a short few hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Like when you say that over a five-day period, I I was kind of confused because I've known people that do that. They will they'll start like their water like cut really early. Oh. And I'm like, why are you spending so much time dehydrated? Because yeah, I mean I do water load too. Oh, you're saying uh, you're
1: thinking water cut like you're not drinking
0: yeah. any water.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, actual cut like yeah. I'm the like, last
0: twenty four hours. What um,
1: yeah. yeah, I do the water cut uh, at noon the day before weigh in. Okay. So was that six, sixteen hours without water?
0: Sure. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, eighteen is what I sh- usually shoot for, but sometimes that's twenty-four depending on travel and whatnot. But
1: yeah, and yeah. The last the last two cuts I've done, I use sweat sticks, and that's like. I've heard cheating. a lot about these things. I've
0: never. I have
1: no experience. It's it's like cheating because I like I just um to make weight for OSG we got to do it from home and do a weigh-in at home is what they had to do because the hurricane. So I just right. like put on a sauna suit. I put on a, um, a sweatsuit, and then I laid a bunch of towels down on my chair over there. I took a sweat sticks and I played video games and, um, over four hours I lost eight pounds. Wow.
2: That's crazy. Just from
1: wearing those two suits, drinking, eating the sweat sticks. I just sweated like crazy. That's nuts. I lost, I lost eight pounds. So yeah, I did, you know, I did the water, the water cut of like seven or eight, lost another eight from that. I think I did just like one or two little 15 minute hot baths and I was right there. Nice. And then I'm back to, I weigh between two fifteen to two eighteen. And I'll be back to that in about four or five hours. Usually.
0: That's solid. That's solid. But, uh, my
1: wife's a nurse, so I get her to give me IVs. You there know, you go. That's one thing about our sport. You know, you can get IVs. That's not cheap. There's no cheat. It's whatever package you bring. It's just.
0: I mean, it's just water. I mean, it's saline yeah. or whatever. But
1: not. Not what I, I do. Some other things too. But. You do like some Myers cocktail. Like a Myers cocktail. Like Myers cocktail, I mean, if you, if you can get a hold of it, man, that's good. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll give it a little secret away. I do. Um, I like to do R-gene. Um, I get it from okay. my doctor, and gene yeah. is a vasodilator.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: It's a really it's it's nice to have you, ups, you know get more reps and any like any vasodilators, is what you want before you do a workout. Beta alanine. Sure. Um, it's kind of like that, you know. Just opens up your blood vessels. Yeah. You can add that to an IV, and that will last for a couple of days. <coughs> nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's real so, good.
1: Yeah, That's one. That's one little trick of the trade I gave you
2: There you go.
1: I'm Don't give really- away all your secrets, man. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of a lot of NFL players love to use it because it's not. It's just a um, amino acid, right? Of course. And when you, but when you get it through an IV, intravenously, it it, um, it ha- has like a really good effect, like a little bit of a. Um, Performance enhancing effect sure, and it doesn't, it's not going to be tested on a drip test because it's just an amino acid, yeah.
0: Exactly, so, exactly.
1: No. A lot of NFL players will use it actually, or they'll take Viagra or Cialis, you know. There
0: you go, <laughs> <laughs> stuff sub the chubby. So, we're uh I mean, we're, we're we're
1: we're <laughs> getting on you about it. Church, you know?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting on almost an hour and twenty minutes. We Usually, like, we try to keep these under an hour. But, We've you know, tried. It's, we, it's we been never hard. we never succeed. So, um, any any closing thoughts or anything you want to say before? Like, where do people find you? Um, any shameless plugs for additional plugs for sponsorship? Whatever you
1: want to say. <laughs> um, I will say. Um, no, you, you can just find me, just Alabama Hammer, Tyler Davis, uh, MobTown Strongman. MobTown is for Mobile, Alabama. We actually have a pretty good community of strongmen here at Mobile, uh, believe it or not. Um, i give a plug for uh, – I got Brendan Swingross and Jeremy Schell are going to be competing at USS Nationals. I coach both of those guys and also Joshua Pinkerton. Nice. Believe nice. it or not, I coach Joshua Pinkerton. He's I know he's not an asshole, but he, he's actually a really good guy if you get to know
0: him. <laughs> he's always been cool when I've been around him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. He was at uh, World's Strongest Man up on a ladder and he was sending me videos of the World's Strongest Man because he's actually at the competition, which is
0: nice. nice. Um, but, anyways,
1: Jen, uh, yeah, Brendan Swingross and Jeremy shell they're going to win USS Nationals. Look forward to that June 3rd.
0: They're going to win.
1: They're gonna, nice. I think they're, that's 220 pound class and lightweight. Nice. So, uh, and those are two guys that I coach. That's a big, that's kind of like once I stop doing strong, man, what am I going to do? You know, I want to coach some of these guys and to coach somebody that can win nationals and eventually OSG is kind of the ultimate goal for me. So, yeah. Um, so good luck to those guys. Um, that's yeah, June 3rd and I'll be in Dallas. I need to try to make it out to Dallas. Y'all going to be out in Dallas? you going to try to make I'm that? I'm going to try.
2: I'll, I'll try to make it out because one of our sponsors is. Yeah, it's a direct flight
1: to Dallas. Yes, the hubs. It's usually pretty easy to make it out.
2: Yeah. I'll just drive up there because it's like two hours from my house. so Oh that's wow! Because I'm just north of Austin, I'm up here like auto okay. area. So I'm like not not too far from that. So I'll go to nationals, see yeah. everyone. That's my goal, ideally, and everything.
1: Right. As
2: long as I don't get sick or anything, I'll be there.
1: All so right. that would
2: well, be cool.
1: cool. Well, that's all I got. <coughs> I just appreciate y'all doing the podcast like this. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. Maybe one day the sport will, you know, really catch on and be kind of a mainstream thing. People make millions of dollars and they win that.
2: (laughs) Or the standards will just decline and it'll just stay. Yeah, well, 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 I mean,
0: after last weekend, my my uh, my hopes kind of diminished a little bit.
2: So it's true, but we should end on a high note. It's been great having you on. They'll have statues
1: with Darren and John as like the founding fathers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just standards. It's good that people are talking about it. Yeah.
1: That's what started the, that's
0: really what started the show, man, was us talking about freaking standards.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But once again, it was great having you on.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, Tyler. Thank you. All right. No problem, guys.
2: Support us on Patreon or Anchor
0: and find us on Instagram or Facebook.